Mother knows best. Today on Mother's Day, this is a phrase we all have to admit is true. And we probably should admit that this phrase is true every day of the year, not just on Mother's Day. Mother knows best. Our mom always knew what was best for us, even, even if we disagreed with her. And mom always had us go to bed earlier than we wanted to because she knew sleep is the best thing for growing children. Mom had us eat a nice balanced meal so we'd get all, all the nutrients we needed, not just living on little Debbie snack cakes alone. Our moms, they, they taught us responsibility. They had us help them out with things around the house, probably. Our moms taught us to brush our teeth twice a day. They disciplined us when we misbehaved. They potty trained us. Maybe a, a lot of things our moms had us do that we didn't really appreciate a whole lot. Maybe we even rebelled against our mothers. But now, now we've we got to admit my, my mom, your mom, they, they always knew what was best for us. And Jesus lets us know that he also knows what's best for us. Today, you know, it's, it's kind of cool. But it's, it's Mother's Day. But it's also, like I said, that, that day we historically celebrate as Good Shepherd Sunday. It's perfect because I think there's a lot of similarities between mothers and shepherds. I mean, think about what does a shepherd do? A shepherd leads their sheep on safe paths. A shepherd leads their sheep into pleasant pastures for grazing to feed them. A shepherd knows their sheep and cares for them. A shepherd makes sure no one snatches the sheep away from the flock. This all kind of sounds a lot like what mothers do for their children. Minus the grazing on grass part, hopefully. That might happen sometimes. And so today, as, as we acknowledge that mother knows best, we should probably also acknowledge our shepherd knows best. Jesus is our good shepherd. We listen to his voice. We follow him because he knows us and he cares for us. He's a good shepherd shepherd. And if you want to know more about your good shepherd and your relationship to him as one of the sheep in his flock, there's no better place to look than John chapter 10. This is the good shepherd chapter of the Bible. And before the verses that we just read, uh, in earlier in chapter 10, Jesus, he's in Jerusalem and he's talking with his enemies, the Pharisees. He tells them, I am the good shepherd. He paints this Beautiful picture of how he cares for his sheep, even how he lays down his life for his sheep. And all this, this kind of gets those Pharisees riled up a bit. They're kind of in a disagreement on who Jesus really is. Some of them are saying, do you hear what this man is claiming? He must be insane or demon-possessed. And some other people are saying, no. Those aren't the types of things that people say if they're insane or possessed. And, and, hey, think about all these amazing miracles he's been doing. Those Pharisees, the Jewish leaders, are, are all mixed up on who Jesus is. And then Jesus leaves the city. He leaves them with their questions. He leaves them in suspense. Who is he really? 
But now, two months later, Jesus comes back into Jerusalem for that festival of dedication. And he, he's walking around in the temple courts. And there, the Jewish leaders, they, they finally get their chance to, to be taken out of their suspense. They corner him and they ask Jesus point blank, if you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. They want to have a simple yes or no answer so they can understand. And maybe so they can get Jesus in trouble if he doesn't answer the right way. But Jesus makes it clear to them, it's not just about understanding, it's about faith. Jesus says to them, I did tell you, but you do not believe. The works I do in my Father's name testify about me, but you do not believe because you are not my sheep. Ouch. That, that's a burn. You are not my sheep. Jesus is saying that the problem here, it's not with me being clear enough. It's your hearts that are the problem. You're, you're not believing what's so clearly right in front of you. The things that I claim, the things that I'm, that I'm doing, the miracles. Clearly, these, these Jewish leaders, they're not part of Jesus' flock because they don't know the shepherd's voice. They don't listen to the shepherd's voice. And this, this isn't just Jesus making stuff up here. This is actually a thing. Sheep actually do recognize and listen to their shepherd's voice. It's a real thing. I, I discovered the truth of this last year for myself when uh, we went on our, our big vacation to New Zealand. And New Zealand is a, a country kind of famous for having a higher population of sheep than people. And here's some real footage of New Zealand here with the sheep. Um, so I do this kind of obnoxious thing. I don't know why. I just like doing it. When, it. when I see a flock of sheep, I like to just yell at them, hey, sheep. And so here we are in the land of sheep upon sheep. And so, yeah, basically like half the trip was just me yelling out the window of our car, hey, sheep. It was obnoxious, I'm sure. But every time I yelled this, it, it, was, it was crazy. All the sheep, you can see it right here. They'd all just turn and look at me like the whole field. I couldn't get all of them. They all turned and looked at me with this weird sheep stare. And then I'd say it again, hey, sheep. And then they would all go running off, trotting and as, to get as far away from me as possible. They didn't, they didn't like my voice, and I don't blame them. I was obnoxious. I was also a stranger, and they didn't want to listen to my voice. They ran the other way. But the, the reverse of this is also true. One morning in New Zealand, I saw a sheep farmer, I guess you could say a shepherd, was kind of off in the distance. We saw him out there, and he was calling the sheep from the pasture to come back into the stalls. And it was incredible. I mean, the sheep were just streaming out of the hills. It was like that scene of, with the wildebeest and Lion King. They're just flying down the mountains, listening, heading toward their shepherd's voice. It was incredible. So the, I think this all holds up. Sheep recognize their, their shepherd's voice. They turn away from strangers' voices. I don't know. Sheep sometimes get a bad rap for being dumb animals, but... It's pretty impressive that they can really recognize the right voice to follow. Now, 
Jesus, right, he has kind of that harsh response for the Jewish leaders. You're not my sheep, but, but you and me, we're different. We listen to our shepherd's voice. We hear his voice. We hear it in his word. You listen to him. And you're, you're here today. You're doing what Jesus said. You're here listening to his voice. By faith, all of us who have come to faith, we, we love to hear our shepherd's voice. We, we run to our shepherd when we hear him call. It's, we're just as excited as, as those sheep streaming down the New Zealand hillside. We listen to our shepherd. We also follow him. Right? Jesus said, my sheep listen to my voice, I know them, and they follow me. And there's a, there's a strong connection here between listen and follow. Sadly, uh, Jesus uses some pretty cool alliteration here, and it's kind of lost in English. Uh, in Greek, the words for listen and follow, they sound really similar. Akousin, akaluthusin. Listen, follow. Very closely connected. And this is just kind of the natural expected action that the sheep will take. They're going to hear the shepherd. They're going to follow the shepherd. And in, in the times of Jesus, Palestinian shepherds in that region, they would actually lead the sheep. They didn't drive the flocks from behind like some would do. These shepherds actually led out in front and the sheep, they just followed. They trusted their shepherd. This is the kind of following that we do with our good shepherd, Jesus. And you can maybe talk about our following in two different ways. There's kind of this, this inward following and an outward following. Inwardly, we follow Christ, our shepherd, by faith. We trust in him as our savior. And outwardly, we, we make those, those, the shepherd's actions and choices, we make those our own actions and choices. We follow outwardly. We follow the leader. Except sometimes we don't. We, we don't always match our actions to the actions of our good shepherd. I mean, that, that inward part of following, that having faith, that might be there, but maybe it's the outward part, following in words and actions that might be lacking. And it's not that we don't have faith. It's not that we, we don't listen to our shepherd. It's not that we don't want to follow him. It's just that we're not always so good at following. Maybe we don't always come bounding down the hillside when we hear the voice of Jesus in his word. Maybe we drag our feet to church sometimes. Maybe even the pastor does that. Sometimes maybe do, does the shepherd Jesus call out to us and we just give him that blank sheep stare and then trot off in the other direction? Not all the time, no. But yeah, sometimes we do. We might even follow off after other voices, voices other than our shepherd's voice. Maybe it's just because well, I kind of want to see what's going on in these other pastors over here. Maybe it's better over there. Let me just give it a try. We leave the safe path that our shepherd leads us on. And of course, when we do this, this is when we find ourselves in trouble. We get in trouble with sin and all its many consequences, the, the earthly consequences and the, the big spiritual consequences of sin too, like not being able to stand 
before a perfect and holy God who demands perfection. We need our shepherd to lead us before God. When we find ourselves in trouble like this, well, this is when the good shepherd goes to work being a shepherd. This is when he proves how good a shepherd he is. Those words, listen and follow, are closely linked, right? But sandwiched in between those two words is another word. Our shepherd knows his sheep. Your shepherd knows best because he knows you best. And the the knowing that Jesus is talking about here, it's not just some kind of like bland knowledge like, I know today is May 12th. This is knowing in the deepest sense. It's, It's not even just knowing like, you know, God knows who you are. Not even just Jesus knows your troubles and weaknesses, even more than that. This is a knowledge that is active in giving. Active, loving knowledge. Jesus knows his sheep. He says, I recognize you as one of the sheep in my flock. I know you. Of course I do. Because I purchased you from sin with my very blood. I lay down my life for you, my sheep. I lead you, I feed you, I keep you safe until you reach the perfect safety of heaven. Jesus knows us completely. He, He even knows all our sinful flaws. And he loves us anyway. He's a good shepherd. He's the perfect shepherd. So so take heart. Your shepherd also knows when you're kind of wandering away from him. He knows. And your shepherd also knows best how to call you back to him, back to the flock. He does this maybe in a variety of different ways. Maybe he calls a wandering mother back to him when she has a child. Now she wants that child to be in touch with God's word and her Savior Jesus. And maybe, maybe the mother herself wasn't always so great at getting to church or hearing God's word. But maybe now, because of that child, God's drawing her back to himself too. That's pretty cool when you see that happen. Maybe your shepherd sends just the right person to come and talk with you, to witness about God's love to you, the exact person you needed to hear it from for it to actually really mean something. Maybe your shepherd even allows those, those hardships and the heavy losses in this life to steer you back to, to him because you know that he's going to lead you even through the darkest valleys on a safe path. Your shepherd knows best how to call you back into his flock because he knows you best. And your shepherd does what no other shepherd can do or even claim to do. Jesus says, I give my sheep eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. What shepherd gives their sheep eternal life? Only one. Only the good shepherd. He gives you this infinitely high quality of life both right now and forever. It's another one of those now and later things we've been talking about. It's such a high quality of life because you're connected to God and his blessings and his love. So no matter what's happening, you got it good. It's a high quality of life now and later. 
It's a hope for every day kind of thing, the definition of living hope, this eternal life. Plus, your shepherd says, you shall never perish. Not even death can separate you from this shepherd. He claims these sheep as his own. Death can't snatch him either. In fact, no one can snatch you out of his hand. Your shepherd's hand and the Father's hand are one in the same hand. So when Jesus says you're in, you're in his hands, it means you are in the hands of God, the Father Almighty himself. You are safe. You are unsnatchable. Best shepherd ever. He, he gives us all these things as gifts for free. Why wouldn't we follow this shepherd He gives us so much more than we deserve and so much more than we could even ask for. Your shepherd knows best and he gives you the best. And especially for for all of you mothers out here today, take comfort in that fact. Your shepherd knows best. Even in the times when maybe you feel like you don't know what's best for your children or your family I don't know from experience, but I'm pretty sure that being a mother comes with a lot of responsibility and a lot of stress, quite a bit of worry. So take all those responsibilities and those worries, bring them to your shepherd. Let him help you. Leave the most important work you got to do. Leave it for your shepherd to do. Lead your children to Jesus. He'll lead them to eternal life, right? You you got to give life to your children. And Jesus, he will give them eternal life. Even if you feel like you're falling short in caring for your children, your family, rest assured, you're doing a great job. Because you got to be the voice of Jesus for your children. You were probably the first voice leading them to the voice of their Savior, their shepherd, Jesus. And now, even when they grow older, when time snatches them away from you, they're still safe. They're in Jesus' hands, unsnatchable in the good shepherd's hands. So go to your shepherd, bring all those heavy burdens and drop them off your tired shoulders Bring them to your shepherd. He'll shoulder them for a while. He'll shoulder your burdens. He'll shoulder shoulder even your children and you all the way to eternal life. He's the good shepherd. Now, if if maybe you're not a mother here today, um, well, hey, you still have a mother at least. And maybe your mom is no longer here on this earth. She got called away already. Well, even if that's the case, take comfort you're going to see her again. Because Jesus promises all the sheep of his flock, they get eternal life. And today, if if your mom's no longer around, why don't don't you today, when you go home, read Revelation chapter 7 again, that was in your worship folder, just to remind yourself what's, what's happening for your mom right now, where she is with her good shepherd. She's doing pretty good, I think. And if you are, if you are blessed to still have your mom here on earth with you, well then, I've got one last-minute gift idea for you, and I think it's going to be the best gift idea out there. I think it's going to be her favorite gift. What's the best gift a mother could ask for? 
this, a child who knows their Savior's voice. Give that gift to your mom today. Let her know she has that. Maybe, you know, give your, call, give your mom a call today and you can tell her all the normal things. Happy Mother's Day, how much you love her, how much you appreciate what she's done for you. But then maybe, maybe tell her one thing, maybe you haven't told her in a while or maybe never at all. Just say to her, Mom, thank you for leading me to my shepherd's voice. I know my Savior and I have you to thank for that. You did a, you did a fantastic job raising me, Mom. Because no matter what else, you did the most important thing for me. You led me to Jesus. Thank you, Mom. I can't say it enough. If you say that to your mom, I think it'll make her day. Just a guess. So have a happy Mother's Day. Have a happy Good Shepherd Sunday. You've got it made. You've got a mother who knows best. And you have a shepherd who knows best. Amen.